Two minutes past four is our time here on SFM Sound Awake. Let's talk trending topics. Trending news right now. We look at what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours. Joining us is social commentator on this Wednesday, Ade Kunle Owolabi. Ade, good morning to you and thanks for making time. Always great chatting. Uh, thank you, Asanda, for having me. So we saw with you all the time. All good. All right. Yes, great stuff. Uh, let's talk uh, Mervyn Dirks, uh, the ANC MP's uh, court bid. So the Western Cape High Court has struck off the role. Uh, he put in an urgent application, this ANC MP Mervyn Dirks, ahead, or, or Dirks rather, ahead of a crucial standing committee on public accounts, uh, SCOPA. What, first of all, why was he removed from uh, attending that meeting? And then what happened with this urgent application? Um, it, it, it's a remover, a suspension. It, it, it's something that, that has been um, the issue all along for him. And, and also, um, considering the fact that uh, the judge um, didn't focus on the and the reason why it was removed was rather on the urgency um, regarding the, the application. So it, it, it's just confusing when when um, we're following the story. And, and um, Mervyn Dix is actually someone that is, is, is furious, is not happy with the decision regarding this. And all hands are pointing to the president and thinking this is a politically um, um, orchestrated to get rid of him, and um, uh, a particular tweet came from uh, Palmy House, whom we all know that he's not uh, in the best uh, place, um, a big supporter of uh, the president, and saying that um, the, uh, the, um, the reason why um, uh, he's being removed is, is illegal, and, he, and the same judge that was uh, that was news in this case, the lawyer rather. Is the same lawyer that is actually helped him to illegally jail um, President um, Jacob Zuma. And it's a sort of confusion going on. And Mervyn Dix is being, is being uh, put in this situation because he thinks uh, he has a role to play in, in this uh, public fund that was allegation that is being dragged around in, in his name. So it is, it's, a, it's a very sticky situation for the ANC at the moment. It would be natural, though, with the suspension that one would be stripped off his responsibilities or their responsibilities and one of those attending meetings. So why do you think then he wanted to challenge this issue around meeting for that SCOPA uh, gathering? Do you think that he felt that the suspension is in regards to sidelining him from that SCOPA meeting or uh, this is something else going on? Um, it, it, it thinks it's been sidelined side on purpose because um, th- this situation, this issue is around um, public funds, obviously, and how this uh, funding were being dispersed. And knowing that the kind of uh, this portfolio is also a very um, key portfolio as well. I mean, he has a mandate. It, 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 is a, it also felt like the, the suspension was illegal because the person who actually put him on suspension does not have the mandate to, to suspend an NT. And, and it, 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 it just, it just the outcome of the, of the, of the ruling 
uh, were really not received well. And he's been going from one tweet after another trying to protest this. And, I mean, I looked at his messages, his meetings to the court in, in Parliament. He's been consistent all the time. And it's just that why is he being kept away from this meeting? And, it, it, you know, that's keep, that is just the really another issue. And he was really hoping that the, the, the court would, was his last uh, bet on, on getting the suspension removed. And the outcome was just disappointing, if we put it that way. And as you say, I mean, Dirk's his suspension is as with regards to a uh, question that he put forward to the president to say public funds, were they used to campaign for top positions in the party or not? And he wanted clarity on that. Pemi Majodina, ANC chief whip, saying that uh, these actions or these questions were unbecoming. That it was in an unbecoming manner that Dirk sent this letter to Scopa. Would you go as far as calling it unbecoming? And what is unbecoming about this question? Uh, um, I mean, the response, the word unbecoming, it, it's, it's quite um, disappointing if we should put it in this way. And, and, and Mervyn did say, like, what he's doing right now, he shouldn't be seen as insubordination or disloyal to the party. He's actually doing this for South Africa. He's doing this for the country. He's doing this with a conscience of, of sincerity um, for, for the country, rather. And, uh, and he, he shouldn't be seen like uh, he should be loyal to the party and not ask this question. And, and I think it, uh, it's in his um, right to, to, to ask this question. Hence why um, we're beginning to think, okay, uh, for this judgment to not have gone through, um, to have worked against him, he feels like there is an upper hand involved in this. And the fact that the case was not looked into on the exact reason why he's been kept and not even finding his suspension to be unlawful in the first place, rather than the court looking at the urgency or how, why it is so urgent for you to get back into the Dirk's also asking the court to stop the ANC from appointing another party member to replace him as whip of the party in Scopa. What do you think will the result uh, will result in that one? Do you think he might be replaced? If, if he gets replaced, it it it, it um he, he, he does have a chance, and if the, if he gets replaced, then then the, then it's um it's to now be confirming the suspicion. Now, I think his position might be vacant for now, and the ANC obviously would have to consider the legal implication should they pursue that, getting in place at, at this point in time. This is a situation where they have to be really careful, knowing that Nevin Dex is actually out there um, sharing his side of the story, calling for is actually trying to call attention to himself and getting the people of South Africa to understand its life, to understand its situation. And now, slowly, he's getting that sympathy, he's getting that following, and people are beginning to look into ANC right now. And knowing that ANC already have 
leadership uh, challenges that they're facing at the moment, and if they have to they have to add this um, situation to to the current to the existing issues that they have, it is going to have more impact and more damage to the ANC's um, values, if our uh, reputation, if I put it that way. Well, uh, Skopa Chairperson Hlengwa saying that the matter is now in the hands of Parliament and the committee will make a, a decision. How much of a separation of powers lies there in terms of Parliament versus ANC? As we know, Parliament is majority ANC members. It's, 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 it's obvious. Like ANC, they have the majority in the Parliament. And, and of course, they... Can, of course, they have to. They can. They actually, of course, we have to work during uh, along um, the, the constitution, and they would definitely um, can can get away with any decision that they want to decide on. And um, I, I do think that um, knowing the the, the the power that they have at the moment, they could they run in the country. So. Um, I think we can give it to them that they actually can 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 make decisions, and it's about it's all subject to voting. And if and I don't not think like right now, Melbourne is not getting any support, even though that scope committee as well. We do not know who's loyal to the party, and we do not know who is who is going to be on Melbourne's side as well. He actually. Would, would expect the, the members of that committee to understand as well why he's being removed and why he needs to be reinstated also. All right, uh, let's leave it there. Let's talk EFF uh, now, also in politics. So the economic freedom fighters, they've decided to disband the party's leadership, leadership structure in Limpopo. And uh, this saying because uh, there was a dismal showing in the 2021 municipal elections. They want to start over. Yes, it's, it's quite an interesting decision taken by EFF. I mean, from that press conference that they had, and it's uh, social media. They have a different opinion around this, and a lot of people have different opinion on on why it's EFF um, doing this, and why do they really think um, the leaders, the leadership, is behind. Um, the decline that, that EFF has uh, got from the province, and some were pointing EFF statements on support for for uh, for Pan Africanism as part of it. I see. I see EFF has actually did made some public statements on not keeping uh, not uh, on xenophobia, if I put it that way, and they're thinking that could be one of the reasons why the EFF is not getting that support. Knowing the um, Limpopo province is is close to uh, to Zimbabwe and the border and all sorts of things in terms of the geographical position of that uh, province. That's what some people are saying. They do not think the leadership that were um, you know, disbanded has to do with uh, the decline in for for EFS um, electoral um, issues that they have in the province. They do not think it's it's, uh, it's the right decision to make. So this is, uh, as I say, uh, uh, EFF leader Julius Malema making this announcement on Tuesday. This is all to 
make sure that they are working towards rebuilding all constitutional structures and, and, and all that, and, and they want to make sure the organization works to, towards that. Appointing the former national spokesperson, Muiseni Ndlozi, to lead these rebuilding attempts in Limpopo, what do you make of that? It wasn't really a surprise to knowing that um, um, Brittany was um, appointed to to do the cleanup. Um, we know that he's uh, a fire grand speaker. He's been, he's, he also commands um, respect and huge uh, following as well for the EFF uh, party. So I do think that um, um, it's, it's a good call. And it could also help the EFF to to uh, get the, the brand um, fits. And, and we should also not forget that um, there is that issue that we never get to know the outcome about the BBS bank also. It, uh, the Most of the people that were affected is from the Popo province. And the EFF would be, um, I do not know why they would not take that um, issue. Um, as, as a concern too, because that could also be one of the issues that people were bringing up that could have affected the, uh, the EFF um, uh, brand in the province. So I would expect um, it's a big work for Glossy um, to, it's a big uh, shoe for him to fit, and um, it's going to be really challenging and really tasking for EFF to be able to get the confidence of the people of Nipopo um, to, to throw their support again behind uh, the political party. So, I mean, it did com- they did compare their success in, in Kizadan and Eastern Cape, yes. but they actually forgot that there have been issues with EFF in the province, particularly the VBS bank scandal. And that is something that is the people will never forget. And I think EFF needs to be able to look at it from a different angle and engage people, have an individual, and understand what they want. And of course, maybe the leadership you know, change could could also bring the, a change that they want or a different approach. But uh, we can wish them all the best in this uh, decision that they make. As you say, I mean, as you cite that previous party interventions by the EFF were made there in the Eastern Cape and in KwaZulu-Natal. So do you think there's something particularly strategic about Limpopo for the EFF or it is just a matter of what happened with the Eastern Cape in KwaZulu-Natal where the party just wants to grow? Limpopo, that is uh, Malema's home, so it's very personal to him. It, it, it's very important that he wins that province and he needs to take it um, at, at all costs. So it is personal. It is, it is, it's a, it's a, that is what gives him, uh, gives the party. He's a, he's a leader of the party. He's the commander-in-chief and he's part of the party. So uh, the, the province is personal to him. If they can lose any other provinces. And but that party, it is his home. So if, if EFF is being poorly there, it, it affects it's something that he, he would like to, he will feel like a failure when you're not being supported at home. So Limpopo province is personal to him and hence why his decision to, to win Limpopo at all costs uh, is it, critical for EFF. Okay, let's switch a bit then from politics and talk uh, sports. And uh, CAF is what we're speaking of, the uh, Africa Cup of Nations. So the CAF president, uh, Matrice Mutsepe, confirming 
that uh, the Olembe Stadium scene of the tragic stampede that claimed eight lives on Monday uh, is not going to host uh, the uh, next game, which is the quarterfinal this weekend, as originally planned. Uh, but also just addressing this whole tragedy. Eight people died, 38 people were injured, and uh, it was quite important that we hear something from Patrice Mutsepe on this issue. I actually watched the, the, the press conference almost an hour long, and I've listened word for word, and I was really feel so sorry for for, for the club president, and of course um, my condolences for the lives that were lost and and the people that were injured, and this is the first icon for him as a, as a club president, and I also like the way he has actually approached this. I need to say that. This is not a time to to say this is not a tax problem or, or should we blame the LOC, the local organizing committee, or should we blame the government of, of Cameroon. It is admitted that we are all partners in this. We are all going to be involved in this. We take responsibility for this. Of course, investigations have been have been carried on and and knowing that um, the Afcon has received bad a poor press, poor publicity, and and also there's been a bit of controversy with, with referees that um, that actually ended the game fourth time, and issue of security concern from Amazonia, and now this. So it looks like the 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 calf game was already doomed from the beginning, and when this happened, and it, it's also affected the the, the, the players. And the, the, yes, the, the morale the definitely would definitely be affected. So Sorry to interrupt you there, Ade. We, we need to just take a short break and uh, we'll continue with this particular topic on our trending topics. Uh, please uh, do stay with us. This is SFM Sound Awake, 20 minutes past four. Asanda Beta on Sound Awake, Monday to Friday, 3 to 5 a.m. Continuing in conversation on trending topics in terms of uh, social media trends in the past 24 hours with Adekunle Owolabi, social commentator. Uh, sorry to interrupt you there, Ade. Let's just continue then on this particular uh, issue of the uh, Africa Cup of Nations with that match. So the, uh, the uh, CAF president saying that clearly there were failures and admitting to that, not shying away from being honest and saying that there were weaknesses. Do you think these failures and weaknesses were around issues of security, really, or an issue of miscommunication? Because this issue, he's saying, is as a result of a gate that was not opened in the time that it was supposed to be opened, and uh, the the spectators then had to rush through, and uh, there were challenges there in terms of how they could get in because the gate was closed that was supposed to be open. Yes, um, it, it, is, it is something that um, uh, I think... It, it is something that could have been prevented, and this accident uh, incident could have been prevented. And knowing that um, this has happened in some countries before, in yeah. games four, and and this is something that um, games should have actually, as as a big as that, they should have actually been able to prevent this from happening. And I, and I think. I mean, with, with the way this current um, story that is being shared, of, of, of course, the investigation is being carried on, looking, hearing eyewitness accounts of what happened. People were trapped in between the gates and were really pushed to get into the game. And, I mean, the, the, the door is not being opened on time and all sort of 
stories that the fans were shared, it is quite sad that um, this could uh, this could actually be something that should be avoidable completely. And I do not think um, it, there's no way to, to justify or explain how it, how it had happened. And other games have played well, but this particular one, and knowing that Cameroon, the host country, the people want to see Okay, so and then the quarterfinal now won't be at Olembe Stadium this Sunday. It's going to be at uh, the Amadou Ahijo Stadium. Let's talk, come back in, uh, coming back to the country in South Africa, that is uh, a case of gender-based violence. So the Kosatu in the Eastern Cape condemning this attack, this uh, incident that was recorded and has been circulating on social media. So this is of the Amatole District Municipality Mayoral Committee Councillor, Nanziwe Rulashe. And uh, there's uh, reports there in terms of uh, her being manhandled. What happened? It's actually uh, it's quite one of the trending news and quite disturbing um, situation here. And um, knowing how the nature of our country, South Africa, and I think there could have been a better way of addressing whatever issue it may be. And do we have to go to that extent um, to remove someone from office? And it doesn't matter where the order came from. And I think it's just something that is quite disturbing. And we need more than COSA to, to actually condemn this situation. We need more, uh, more people or more bodies from government or non-government to, to actually find a way to not allow something of this nature. So the order was was for her to to uh, remove to be removed from the offices, but the way it was done was just wrong. Yeah, yeah, so it was wrong. It's it's not something that how how do you get to that stage where you manhandle someone and drag by security officials? How how I mean how do they even get the job? Is the biggest access of that person? These are the questions people are asking and. And there's too many reactions regarding this. You can't justify it. It's wrong. And the major thing there is obviously the security officials are men that are dragging this woman. uh, And that obviously is not going to sit well with anyone and and why that would happen. But it was a a woman who was instructing, it is alleged, who was saying to the police, I mean, sorry, to the security officials, they need to remove her. And she was saying that woman, uh, that she's head of security. But she's also saying that she was instructed by somebody else, and we don't know who the somebody else is. I think that's one of the reasons why it becomes um, a business of construction. And I think also it's with this situation and with the amount of media attention that it's getting, I think it's um, it's, it's, it's good that the video was captured because we wouldn't have been able to see it, we wouldn't really have been able to witness it. And the fact that this person could see a fellow human being being dragged, being being manhandled in this manner, and I, I do not, it, it's just very disturbing footage. It's very disturbing, dehumanizing and humiliating it as it's being described. I do not even want to know um, whatever the person that I've done. There are ways, I mean, you can get the police if the security cannot do their job. Get the police and, and get the person to be walked out in a, in a calm.
and manner and, 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 and their sex. It shouldn't have got into this level at all. And no. it shouldn't even. I'm not even sure who this person is who's taking a video instead of reporting the incident and then deciding to distribute it on social media. I don't know how we are as, as people. Honestly, we have just lack of that, you know, concern and regard for somebody's dignity. Let's. Uh, well, anyway, we know that uh, the incident is being uh, uh, investigated, and we'll uh, see in terms of how that ends up. But uh, she needs psychosocial support. Kosatu has also called for that, that she needs to get some therapy and counseling for that. It's not fair. Let's end on, a, I guess, a positive note. This is to me, I don't know, to you, Ade, the hashtag Bible verse challenge. So a Zimbabwean self-proclaimed prophet has started a challenge, calling it the Bible verse challenge. He's offering about two million rand in this uh, Bible verse challenge. How exactly will this uh, challenge happen? It's a, it's a quite a, it's interesting note, yeah. <laughs> and a lighter note, and everyone is uh, trying to go back to Bible school now and and, and see if they can have a shot at this um, um, mouth-watering offer for a Bible yep, challenge. It's definitely and a mouth-watering <laughs> offer, two million. Who doesn't want two million? <laughs> we'll all be opening our Bibles now, eh? <laughs> Going back to Bible school and then try to recite <laughs> as much verses as possible. We're not sure if this is true or, you know, maybe this man is just having fun as usual and knowing that he's been known for this, um, I've spent 1.3 million rand at the bar and now I'm not entirely sure if it's if the challenge is for real. And But if it's really for real, then it's seen for, for something exciting. And, uh, I mean... People are saying that why is it not taking it to Zimbabwe? That the people of Zimbabwe need the more the money more than. Yeah, we also want two million. Uh, he must bring it here. He must bring it here. People must stop that criticizing well, for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting time. Yeah. So the challenge is also going to. He's decided to include some local musicians. He wants a bit of a celebrity drive to get because his his aim is to get young people to get in involved here off the streets away from drugs and into the Bible, and, and getting into their spirituality in that way. I mean, if that's what is in the intention, I think it's in for a good cause. And it will make people to, to, to love God more and, and be able to um, keep, them away, keep them away from the streets and, and maybe can bring the push-up vices down a little bit. Who knows? And it's uh, quite interesting and good publicity sounds as well for him and getting the celebrities tagging um, Akeji, Makurisa, AKA, and everyone to, to, to support this. And we'll just see when this event is going to happen and, and what are the terms and conditions so everyone can apply. I can also apply from here too. Okay, so his name is uh, Passion Java. This prophet, I don't know if it's called, if his handle is, is Prophet Passion Java, but on his Instagram page, this will be happening. Uh, Passion Java. And uh, as you say, he's invited, a.k.a. Kaspar Nyovest, Master KG, and DJ Maporisa to join the challenge with ordinary, with ordinary South Africans. And you go on his page there, and then you'll get instructions, I guess, from there. But it's, it all will be done uh, virtually. I, I think it's a good thing. It's a, a good feel-good story. And he's got uh, two million rand, this pastor, uh, this prophet. I'm wondering how he gathered that. But anyway, we know he's got a line of books as well. And he's got uh, ministries in Zimbabwe and in the U.S. 
So there we go. Let's leave it on that positive note. Ade. Would you enter such a, a challenge? Do you know your Bible? <laughs> um, my, my, my middle name is Samuel, so I think I know my Bible. I would enter the challenge. <laughs> okay, awesome stuff. Well, thanks again for joining right. us. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Akanda. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Right. Adekunle Owalabi, social commentator, joining us there from the UAE. Some of your messages uh, on our uh, trending topics. Lungisani Dinga in Queenstown says, Major Dina is gone, uh, has got no shame, according to her. The truth must be swept under the carpet. I rest my case with these people. That's talking about that uh, ANC Dirk versus, or Dirks versus the ANC issue in terms of sco- the Scopa meeting. Taboin Soweto saying, Morning, Sisasa. Good music that touches the core of the soul. On the poll question, I support the increase for the domestic workers. Any work that a person does must bring dignity. And so any step towards giving them a decent living wage is important to meet this end, including retirement. Thanks, uh, Tabo, there for your views. And uh, let's just move on talking. It's 4.32 now. Wellness. We're talking about parents sending off their child to tertiary institutions.